Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armchair HIPAA. Armchair HIPAA is a podcast for compliance officers by compliance officers. I'm Sarah Badaman, host of Armchair HIPAA and CEO of HIPAATrack. This week on Armchair HIPAA, we're going to hear from Shanna Held. Shanna is with a health home agency in New York. She is the HIM director here to share her story with us. So pull up a chair and get comfortable and listen to today's story. Welcome, Shanna. We're so glad to have you today. Hi, thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. So you have had an interesting journey into HIPAA. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So my experience so far has, like you said, been an interesting one. Um, So prior to the role I'm in now, I was working at a primary care office that was affiliated with one of our university hospitals. Um, So the primary care office that I previously worked for, there was a sudden increase in questions, concerns, and so many different people were contacting the privacy officer and they didn't have anyone to field these questions to the staff. So things weren't being communicated across the board. So she was getting a lot of repeat questions. Um, It was asked by senior leadership that the privacy officer come to do a meeting to answer some of these questions in person. So after the meeting, which went uh, pretty poorly, um, (laughs) to say the least, the privacy officer spoke to the senior leaders saying that they should have a point person at the office um, who can field these questions pretty much the person that would get in connection with the privacy officer and then help to re-educate and educate the staff on HIPAA and all those aspects. So when she suggested that, all the leaders looked at each other and they all said, Shana. So, (laughs) So that ended up becoming this new role that they wanted to expand to all outpatient offices. So they wanted to have what was called a HIPAA privacy liaison. So I was the first one to be this HIPAA privacy liaison. Um, With that, I worked very closely with the privacy officer who oversaw our um, doctor's office, as well as the affiliate hospital. And we went through an internal HIPAA privacy and security audit, so similar to what the OCR would do, and we did extremely well on it, which was fantastic. So after doing that for a few years as the liaison, the privacy officer was retiring and she actually recommended me to take over for her once she retired. So that transitioned to me becoming the privacy officer of this affiliate hospital. So I oversaw the entire hospital plus that primary care office that I used to work for. So that alone had its challenges. Um, And I did that for about two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got my basic privacy experience, I guess you can say in the hospital world. (laughs) Yeah, which is kind of a very rough way to get your start (laughs) because you're being thrown directly into the sharks. So how much of a transition period did you have from when the privacy officer left and you became the privacy officer? So I was very lucky because she did a partial retirement. So the affiliate hospital that I worked for was on the smaller side. So the privacy officer position was actually only a part-time job. So 
I would do that in the morning and then I would leave there and I would have to go back to that doctor's office to do my other position there. So she was still present in the office and, you know, I was able to contact her if she wasn't in the office. So she was able to help me um, all the way up until I ended up leaving. She was still there. So she stayed basically per diem, um, which was great because she was super helpful because she was a nurse as well. And she was doing it for, I think, seven or eight years prior to her retirement. So she taught me a lot. No, that's amazing. Did you find it challenging to juggle both of those roles and have set times to do privacy work? Absolutely. That was for a while, a huge, huge struggle. Um, cause especially, you know, the HIPAA violations, unfortunately don't just stop. So in the afternoon, if I was in the doctor's office working, I couldn't, I technically wasn't the privacy officer at that time, even though I still was. So it was hard to find a balance between, you know, what I can work on when I'm present in the doctor's office versus what I need to hold off on until the next morning when I'm at, as the privacy officer. It was very strange and it was an interesting dynamic too with, you know, management because at one point they have to kind of, you know, report to me about stuff. And then in the afternoon I report to them. It was a very strange dynamic that took a long time to try to get through. That can sound like a, like a challenge. What was the thing that you found the most successful to, to strike that balance? just keeping that open communication and, you know, sort of just having to wait to do anything that had to do with HIPAA until the morning. Cause it seemed like that's when I would get the most cooperation, unfortunately. Um, I mean, of course, if something came up, I would take care of it when I was at that doctor's office in the afternoon, but it just depended on what the situation was. I was there to still answer questions and all of that, but yeah, it was definitely a challenge for sure. Right. So I know that there's a lot of people in these like compliance officers, privacy and security uh, in small hospitals, whether they're critical access hospitals or these short-term acute hospitals that are super tiny um, and they're struggling with just what you said, right? So like they're either uh, like your other privacy officer, they're a nurse and the privacy officer or they're like you working in the doctor's office and the privacy officer, you know, they're they're the HIM director and the privacy officer and the security officer and the patient account representative, you know, how do you manage and juggle wearing all of those different hats? Like that is a struggle. I think that a lot of people have. There's no need to struggle with making your organization HIPAA compliant. HIPAA-TREC manages your compliance for you, giving you the peace of mind to focus on what matters. HIPAA-TREC has many easy-to-use features that turn hours of work into just a few clicks, like our breach risk assessment tool, security reminders, and contract management system. See for yourself why so many are choosing HIPAA-TREC as a key member on their compliance team. I mean, me personally, I, I honestly had to make like a cheat sheet of sorts and kind of separate, you know, this is what my role is as a privacy officer. And 
if certain requests were made, you know, at the doctor's office, specific audits for things, I had to make sure, you know, to remind myself, I'm not doing that as the privacy officer, I'm doing that as a liaison for the practice. So it was kind of just being able to differentiate each role and the tasks that could come along with it. So and making sure that leadership knew that as well, that if I'm doing X, Y, and Z, it's not as the privacy officer, it's as the liaison. That's actually a really good piece of advice. Yeah, so what are you doing now? So that was how you got your HIPAA start. So now what are you doing? So now I have a new challenge where I was offered a position with a startup agency. They were a year old not even a year old when I started with them. They were just about to hit their one year anniversary. Um, And it's a health home care coordination organization. And it has brought its own challenges because there's parts of HIPAA privacy and even security that I learned and known and have practiced for the past however many years that now I have to take into consideration other aspects. So with this new agency, I have to consider my state's mental hygiene laws, mm-hmm. which is, a, most cases, is a lot more you know, stringent than the HIPAA privacy rule. Um, the biggest shock to me was you know, when a patient requests records the HIPAA privacy law says 30 days, you can, you know, release these records. The mental hygiene law gives you 10 days. Yeah, there's a, that's, that's a very interesting, um, like differentiation when you have to look at what the different regulations are too, because there's the mental health hygiene laws in the state of New York, but then you also have to consider 42 CFR part two, if you guys are dealing with any, uh, substance use disorder treatments. So right. is that the thing that you find the most challenging now is that you're, you're juggling more than just HIPAA privacy? Yes. And, you know, you'd think working and coming from a hospital, you would see it all almost like it's such a broad range of situations that could happen that you would think that it would have prepared me more for this, but I never dealt with you know, psychotherapy notes or anything like that when I was in the hospital. Um, So that, and it's strange because we don't provide mental health treatments, like, but it's like a mental health service. So it's a weird, it's just very, it's very strange. And it's still something that I'm adjusting to. And I think almost everyone's kind of adjusting to, but Yeah, no, that's amazing. So what would you say was your hero moment, the moment you knew that you had made a difference in either of your roles in compliance? Um, The biggest one that comes to mind immediately is when we finished the audit in my last role. Um, The how well we did and having the internal auditors tell us that if it wasn't for me and our program manager at the time for coming in and just, you know, getting all of our ducks in the row that we probably would not have passed as well as we did. So they said that we were one of the best offices that they audited, which was surprising because we were in a rough spot before 
you know, they made this liaison position and we got a new program uh, administrator and all of that. So that was huge for me. That sounds amazing. I know that it's really difficult to go through any sort of audit, but especially if it is a an inter or an external HIPAA audit, like those can be extremely like gut wrenching. So yeah, so you really were the hero at that point. That that always feels good too, right? So so many people do not consider their compliance departments their heroes, right? We're almost like the military. They try to avoid us. Yes. And we've been talking about that a lot lately, that quality, anyone in quality or compliance, people usually, you know, hide around the corner when they see you coming because they think they're going to be in trouble. But that's, I mean, that's not obviously what our intent is. It's just educating and making sure everyone's maintaining patient privacy and all of that. So we don't want to be the bad guys. <laughs> no, we want to be the good guys. We're here to exactly. help. <laughs> yeah, we're here to help make sure you still have a job. All we're trying to do is just help, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're my HIPAA hero, Shana. Like, I, I think you've done an amazing job. I am so, like, inspired by your story. You've gone an amazing road to get to where you are. I mean, and you've just taken these challenges head on, like, splitting a role like to be a part-time privacy officer that sounds crazy enough as it is but then you went and started to work with a startup you are a brave brave human being I am Thank honored you. to know you <laughs> I appreciate that it doesn't it didn't seem like that big of a challenge until you really got into it and I mean every day I'm learning something new which you know, keeps me on my toes and makes me love it even more. So uh, glad to I, be where I'm at. I think you're amazing. I am so happy for you. Thank you. So do you have any last words or pieces of tidbit advice for folks that are just getting started on their HIPAA journey? Um, I mean, something that I've been taking full advantage of, especially with COVID, is attending as many webinars as humanly possible. Um, so you know, especially the HIPAA huddles that HIPAA Trek does. I've been attending those for the past few months and they're extremely helpful. Even if it's not specifically tailored to the field that I'm in right now, it's still information that I can take on and, you know, maybe eventually we'll need to apply it to where I'm at now. So doing that and just, you know, expanding your network. LinkedIn is fantastic. I mean, I connected with you that way. So absolutely. Yeah, it's just, getting in contact with other people and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. It's very helpful to know that there's other people out there that might even be going through the exact same thing you are. So what a great piece of advice. So you can still be the HIPAA hero and you don't have to do it alone. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shanna. It was such an honor to speak with you today. Thank you for having me.